Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, the one and only Strawberry Ice, coming to you live from the Ice Cave, my very first podcast. And as always, the uh, Ice Cave is brought to you, sponsored, excuse me, by T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out T Properties at tpropertiesllc.com for all your property management needs and your rental needs. All right. Let's get into this. The Bearcats won a very tough road game last night versus the Temple Owls. They won 89-92 over, like I said, Temple. The cousin connection was in effect last night. Jaron and Javon led the Cats with 37 combined points. That led to five Bearcats having double figures in scoring. Unbelievable. The Bearcats actually shot the ball and scored. It was amazing. They shot 44.7% from the field. Free throw line, which is even better, was 68.1% from the free throw line. Jaron Cumberland was 10 for 10 from the line. Now, like I said before in my other uh, broadcast that I've been on YouTube, this one's on podcast now. Jaron Cumberland is playing point guard. I love it. Now, he wasn't able to do that earlier this year. Uh, Brandon said because of injuries and a new system and all that stuff. Either way, Jaron Cumberland's at point. Javon is playing the two guard. When you got Jaron, Javon, Keith Williams, Trey Scott, and Chris Vogt out there, that's a pretty good five, starting five for you. I would take that. Now, if the Bearcats have a chance to make the NCAA tournament, that's yet to be seen because... They have a couple of very bad losses. Like I've said before, the one to Colgate at home was terrible. Now, last night win was their first Quadrant 2 win. They have no Quadrant 1 wins yet. That's what they need to get. But, like I said, I think they need to re- win the rest of their games this year to get in. If they don't, then just go win the American Tournament like they did last year. Next game, almost a week. I don't know if I can wait that long. Next game, home game. Tuesday versus SMU. All right, now we're moving to the Hall of Fame. Yesterday, Eli Manning announced his retirement. Well, he's going to announce it Friday, but he says he's going to retire. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? He's won two Super Bowls. He's thrown for over 57,000 yards. He's also thrown 244 interceptions. He has a 500 record, 117 and 117 exactly. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. To me, yes, Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. First ballot, eh, not so sure. I think he might be a second or third ballot Hall of Famer, but he is in because two things. He beat the quote-unquote GOAT twice, and the first time they beat him in their historic run when they were undefeated, and Eli's the one that made the big play. He made the pass where uh, Hill, or I can't remember the wide receiver's name. See, you remember Eli's name. You don't remember the wide receiver's name. He caught it, put the ball on his head, and that led to the New York Giants beating the New England Patriots. So, yes, I think Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. What do you guys think? You can uh, tweet me at Sports with Strawberry Ice. And let me know what you think. Okay, I was listening to uh, Golik and Wingo earlier this morning. And Trey Wingo 
thinks that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should both be in the Hall of Fame. And the way he puts it is, if you tell the story of baseball, you can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds. He's got a lot of stuff in the Hall of Fame, except him. Now, Barry Bonds is the all-time home run leader. I agree with him. I agree he should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. Because, yes, they did steroids. It's proven whether Barry Bonds admits it or not. Everybody knows he did it. But they all were doing it. I think it's probably 75 to 80% of the guys back in the 90s and 80s were doing it. So, it is what it is. You know, they're not taking a title from Houston. So, they're not taking a home run title away from Barry Bonds. So, just put him in the Hall of Fame. So, that brings me to the point of this. If you believe that, then why isn't Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? All-time hits leader. You can't tell the story of baseball without Pete Rose. 4,256 hits. They have, I haven't heard any proof that he bet on baseball while he was playing. Yes, he admits he betted on it while he was managing. He's not going in for a Hall of Fame manager. He's going in as a Hall of Fame player. So, yes, I think Pete Rose should be in. Of course, I'm a West Sider from Cincinnati. That's my boy. I think Pete should be in. And I, like I said, I've changed my mind. I think Bonds and Clemens and all these guys, they should be in. They got the numbers. Put them in. All right, moving on to the Reds. Now, the Reds missed out on Osuna. He signed with the Rangers, but from what I've read, they made him a pretty good offer to go after him. So, what I've said in other episodes on, like I said, on the YouTube channel, because this is the first full-length podcast, is I think the Reds are a little bit too left-handed. I think we need to add a right-handed power hitter. And I like Castellanos, who played for the Cubs last year. He is still out there. If you look at the Cubs last year, he was one of the only ones down the stretch who was raking. I mean, he was hitting the ball in the pennant race, and he was carrying the Cubs, basically. You could say that. He was carrying them. He's still out there. Now, the reason I say this, I was a huge, I'm still a huge uh, Aquino fan, the Punisher. But is it going to be the Aquino we get in August or is it the Aquino we get in September? Now, the reason it's kind of looking like the Aquino we have in September is because in winter ball, he only hit 209 with nine hits, one home run, and seven RBIs. I mean, that's kind of scary. But if you sign Castellano, your middle of your lineup could be Suarez, Bustakas, Castellano. I mean, you could break it up, put Suarez, Castellano, and then Bustakas. However you want to do it, that's a very scary lineup with those three in the middle of your lineup. And you got three choices to hit one and two. You got Akiyamo, um, Joey Votto, or Senzel. One of those, two of those three should hit one and two in front of these guys. That's a very scary lineup, in my opinion. And with our pitching staff, woo, watch out, NL Central. I think the summer is going to be fun. We will find out. Now, this is something different I'm going to do that I didn't do on the YouTube channel. ESPN. To me, they went a little bit overboard with the whole Zion Williamson thing. Yes, Zion is coming out. Zion's going to be... He made his, his uh, debut last night. 
I mean, some people call, instead of calling ESPN, that ZSPN. I mean, the dude is 19 years old. Relax. Let him play. I'm so sick and tired of hearing, science coming, science coming. Like, he's the next coming. Like, just let him play. See what happens. And the other thing is, they keep talking about his weight and talking about his weight and talking about his weight. It's not like he's fat. (laughs) He's a big kid. I mean, nobody says anything about LeBron James and Zion is as big as LeBron James is now. So that's the difference for me. Zion is as big as LeBron is now. LeBron wasn't this big when he got into the league, you know, 15, 16, 17 years ago. So I'm just tired of ESPN and this Zion this and Zion that and uh, just gets a little, little overwhelming. All right, guys. Well, that's it for my very first podcast. Well, the first one was just an intro. This is the actual real deal here. Make sure you like me on Facebook at Sports with Strawberry Ice. Follow me on Twitter at Sports with Strawberry Ice. Like my YouTube channel. Again, Sports with Strawberry Ice. And as always, guys, that's just sports, baby. Take it easy.